Well, welcome. Self-improved once again. We're going to be crushing Live Like a Monk by author Jay Shetty. Now, I hope you're having a great weekend so far, or a great Friday. I hope your weekend has awesome plans. I hope you get to spend it with people you love. I hope you get to spend it with yourself because you hopefully love yourself. If you do not, go look up the Bader meinhof phenomenon and manifest that love by filling that void with what you think about. Enjoy chapter seven. Let's get into it. All right, people, let's get right into this. Uh, I'm going to try to put some background music on this. It might, it might work, might not. Let's see. Okay, so I think... Okay, so I get it. I think that's meant for intros and outros, but not the actual episode, which we're in right now. Okay, so you might get some background music for the first five seconds. It's pretty hilarious. Anyways, I'll mess around more with that later. So, <clears throat> we're hitting chapter seven titled The Mind. Let's get into this. I'm only going to feed you golden nuggets and let's see if this book gets better. So you've gotten through a couple parts of Live Like a Monk so that if you talk to anybody who's read Live Like a Monk, you can kind of schmooze a bit or you can tell people about the book. Let's get into this. The mind. A senior monk said, every choice in life is a battle between two wolves inside us. One represents anger, envy, greed, fear, lies, insecurity, our ego. The other represents peace, love, compassion, kindness, humility, positivity. They complete... They compete for supremacy. Which wolf wins, you may ask? The one that you feed. I had actually tried telling this story last episode. But yeah, clearly I'd remembered it was in this book. Because here you go. So take that with a grain of salt. I have always lived by the thought of we choose love or hate. It's as simple as that. It's, It's love or some sort of hatred. Always choose love. Always. And things will turn out good for you. Our thoughts are like clouds passing by. I think I talked about this last episode too, just without thinking about it. The the self though, us, we're like the sun and it is always there. We are not our minds. And I, I, I agree with Jay Shetty here. He's referring to our awareness, that we are the awareness of our thoughts and feelings. That's who we are. That awareness stays forever. Now I was talking to a friend about this and it gets into a bit of a paradoxical situation where you can then be aware of your awareness and aware of that awareness and it never ends so that's where I then have to bring myself back to my senses that I'm aware of my senses and at least I and then that's the awareness again and then it just stops me from spiraling our child mind reacts immediately when something challenges us okay maybe you feel insulted so you actually change your facial expression or defend yourself whereas instead immediately you can look at okay they must have been hurt at some point to say something insulting and then you flip it completely inward at that point so you've kind of forgiven them you've sympathized a bit because they're clearly a hurt person somewhere and then you flip it inwards and you go okay now what triggered me what really made me feel insulted like what made me want to defend myself or scoff and and you just go right back to some point in your life that you were taught to feel that way Um, or, or it reminds you of something painful in your life and that's why it's an insult And then you can forgive yourself. You can give yourself a hug or that old kid of yours a hug. When I say old kid of yours, like that's you. You you give yourself a hug. The old 10-year-old you that didn't know any better and was just learning like a sponge. And you go and reteach old 10-year-self you that it's okay. And it sounds really schmaltzy. I'm sorry. But like that's how you have to do it. You have to forgive yourself. 
you when we say we forgive other people that's a fallacy like you you have to forgive yourself if you're going to forgive someone else because you have to look inward a child will cry when it doesn't get what it wants ignoring what it already has okay so be a little more mature don't be a child mind if something upsets you remember what you already have and don't think about what you wanted and, and when we hear that we think material objects but that's emotions as well okay if you want to feel validated and fulfilled and whole and loved just know you already have some of that so just because you're not getting it from someone else okay just remember what you already have emotionally okay and this is off the top of my head like it if let's say you don't have any of that that's okay start start manifesting like start thinking about it and what a perfect world would be with those emotions that you lack and you will start to see opportunities pop up in the world in which you can fill that void that's the bottom my ha phenomenon there are very few cases in which you cannot fill certain voids in your life okay especially if you're listening to this right now then there really is no excuse for you to say, well, Zev, I, I can't get this emotion. I can't, I can't get that job that I want. Like, because I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, Zev, like, you're telling me everyone can do whatever. Well, what about that kid in a village in another country run down? Well, they're not listening to this. They're not privileged enough. If the world is connected digitally, like globally, we are connected because of the internet and whatnot. You can get almost anything. If you need some people to listen, there are people to listen. Like, I'm just saying, if you're listening to this, there's really little excuse. Go and fill the voids in your life. I'm here to tell you that. You can get those voids filled. Now, we don't want to be controlled by auto autonomic reactions. We also don't want to completely eliminate our child mind, okay? Because that brings creativity some dynamics, spont spontaneity. Um, but if either of those rule us, it can be our downfall. Our adult mind knows what we need and want, okay? Really, this dynamic, it's called the inner parent-child conflict. We have to parent ourselves. The child mind gets frustrated, throws tantrums until we agree to it. And then we get mad at ourselves and saying, why am I doing this? What is wrong with me? That's that inner parent-child conflict. You're always dealing with your temper tantrums of your inner child. I really liked that Jay Shetty brought this up. Yeah, it was a really good point in the book. I had added some notes here saying, and I've heard other people talk about this concept of parenting yourself, and it's so true. We have to create an obedient child on the inside. We have to be very strict and diligent with certain things that don't align with our principles, morals, and values. So start thinking about things you're diligent about that as a parent, you are not going to let yourself break those rules. And what usually happens is that projects out onto our parenting. <laughs> I'm extremely curious for when I'm a parent one day, if, if that's the case, like if, if the way I parent myself will come out onto the kids, because think about it. Some parents get very lackadaisical over certain things. And maybe that's because they're very lackadaisical in the way they parent themselves at times. I love this story and I want to actually learn more about this. It's a very famous concept called chariot of the mind. The horses, so picture a chariot, the horses are our senses. The chariot is our mind. The ropes attached to the horses, uh, which is your mind, and the driver is your intellect, your awareness. If you turned off your mindfulness, 
your senses will take over and act instinctively. Now, if you didn't pick that up, what I'm saying is by turning off your mindfulness, that, that means you are not, there is no chariot, there is no ropes. It's just horses, okay? Like you are now putting all your fate in those horses to take you somewhere, okay? So even if it's detrimental to you, the lazy driver in this picture, imagine there's a lazy driver, has similar things happen. Now, if you control your senses, okay, by being mindful, so there is no lazy driver anymore. That driver has control of the reins of the horses. You tell the horses, aka your senses, where to go. This reminds me of feeling versus thinking brain from Mark Manson's, um, uh, fuck, what was that book called? It was called Life is Fucked. Or, no, Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson. He talks about the feeling versus thinking brain. Our feeling brain kicks in fast, okay? Uh, when we think about future outcomes and past outcomes. This is why meditation is so crucial for for mindfulness, okay? Because then you have control of those horses, which like I say, that's when your mind is aware, those horses, those senses aren't all over the place. There's this really comforting thing Jay Shetty says, which is your body may be imperfect, but it's given you a lot of great experiences because he talks about body image and whatnot a little bit. And then here he has another quote and he says, it isn't about reducing the impact of all negative experiences. It's about gaining a clearer view of them. Perspective is everything, people. Here's a simple trick to find self-compassion. If a statement has R in it, like A-R-E, you are stupid, immediately switch that to you feel stupid. And I like to add in right now. Like right now you feel that way. And then to add in, what do you love about yourself right now? And that completely reframes it. I was just telling one of my young bloods in the gym the other day the difference between compassion and sympathy. Because I only learned this a few years ago and, and, I, and I told him, hey, when I was your age, I wish I knew this. Sympathy, I said, if your car breaks down, would be me saying, I'm so sorry your car broke down. Compassion, if your car breaks down, is me saying, I'm going to come help you fix it or I'm going to come pick you up. That's compassion. Here, he kind of breaks down anxiety a little bit. He says, thinking about the future is only beneficial as long as it's still productive. Anxiety around the future is no longer productive. That's when thinking about the future does not lead to productivity. Seek out new experiences instead of reliving old ones. If it stops you from being productive and present, obviously, with yourself or someone else. Now, I actually disagree with this. So, Jay Shetty, I'm sorry, but... Yes, seeking out new experiences is great, but we get desensitized with that. A new experience, one after another, gets desensitizing. I think reminiscing on the past can be painful, but most of the time can be really enjoyable to reflect on how much you've grown, to bond with some other people saying, do you remember those good times? That feels so good, and so I don't think we should just stop reliving old... Now, now, notice, I should say this, he did say... Um, and don't relive old mem- old memories if it stops you from being productive with the present. I could not agree more. So actually, screw it. Jay Shetty, more wisdom. Well done. Yes, I agree then. Seek out new experiences. You can relive old ones if it's still productive. And that's what I'm saying. If it's bonding you with other people, making you reflect on yourself and motivate you to keep growing. But yeah, if you're reliving old moments just for this and it's putting you into this self-deprecating pity contest, then stop. (laughs) 
This is such an important message Jay Shetty brings up as well. Attachment brings pain. This is so fucking true. Such good chokhmah here. You, you can love things without being completely attached to them. Because truly nothing is yours. We borrow everything. And he actually, this is a, I'll go right to this. He talks about how everything is borrowed. Literally, not just material things in our life. Even though that's true too. Our emotions, our attributes, our characteristics. We are just borrowing those. Someone gave that to us. Just like someone gave us the TV and the couch here in our car. Someone taught us how to be kind. Someone taught us how to judge. All these things about us were given to us. And when we go one day, they will be passed on to others, both physical and not physical. Like, this is so powerful. This was one of my favorite parts of the book, and I tell this to everybody now, is that we are just borrowing everything. We are even borrowing our bodies, right? Like, it just never ends. And you might think, like, oh, when I die, what, I'm just all of a sudden my attributes go like that. No, no, it's like as, we're, as we live, we pass attributes on. We are constantly passing these things on. I just saw something the other day. It was youth. They do not hear everything you say, but they see everything you do. And they remember. Sorry. Oh, this was it. This was it. I butchered that. Even though that's half true. Youth don't always remember everything you say, but they remember everything you do. But even actually, you know what? I disagree. Whoever it was on Instagram, someone, uh, Cause I follow some schmaltzy stuff on Instagram for raising kids because I'm a weirdo and I, I think about raising kids already even though I don't have any. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? Anyways, let's go back a little bit here. There, There's a, there's a story with this message um, that, oh, the attachment bringing pain. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, attachment does bring pain. Like think about it. You get attached to something. All of a sudden you're not attached anymore. It hurts. You grieve. You grieve a loss. You've lost something. Jay Shetty is a big component of whatever you tell yourself. Would you say that to a friend? And if not, like, how would you talk with a friend about that thing? If a friend came to you and said, hey, da 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 da, the same way you beat yourself up, what would you say to them? Well, be your own best friend, okay? That's something Jordan Peterson talks about. Treat yourself with the same compassion. This is, tell me again what you think about this. Jay Shetty mentions, you've got to look inward when external scenarios get hard. And I added a note here that this makes me think about the stories you create. Because that's something I read once is, our lives are just stories about stories about other stories. And that's all it is. These human constructs, we create these stories. And it's, again, not to degrade our experiences, but I'm just saying that's life itself. So what story are you creating or believing about a current scenario? look inward and then you'll start to be like okay 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 and there's other ways to cope with this um oh i wish i actually said this in a podcast way back so you might you might remember i was saying uh ask yourself a series of questions like why is there any evidence to prove this is real like why do i believe this if this is true Oh, what was it? And there's like ways to break down anything you've heard or feel. And, and then it, it's a way to actually be like, okay, am I just creating a story about this to make it more dramatic than it actually is? Or am I, am I making things worse pretty much? That's something that sometimes frustrates me is there's so much information I wish I could remember, but you just can't, you just cannot remember it all. And so, yeah, things like that pop up. I'm like, oh, I did read something once and it was talking about this, but I just can't remember. 
so i'm sure one day this is all on a google doc a lot of the things i write down to say on these podcasts i'm sure i'll be an old man and i'll go back to the beginning of this doc which is already over 100 pages like i, I don't know if i've told y'all but i want to write a book one day i've got so much stuff written down now i'll have to source it all um, down the resources However, how cool would that be? I'm an old man. I'm like, okay, this is everything that I found useful in my life that I've read. I don't know. I'm I'm an inputter. That's the, now this I do remember. I read once. It was an information hoarder. That's a thing. Like I like to hoard information. I don't like to lose something. If I've learned something cool, I like to keep it. And I don't know why. I don't know why. That's this is. You guys are hearing a self psychoanalysis live on this podcast. Where'd that come from? Is it, ah, you know what? It's probably, I've always been insecure about my intellect because my brother's always just been a maven when it came to academics. That's Yiddish for just an expert. And I guess I've always been insecure about not remembering things. So maybe when I do find something cool, I write it down or, or again, make a podcast about it so I can get it out there and it's out there and I I don't have to worry about ever forgetting it because oh here we go god forbid I forget something it triggers me it reminds me of a fear and insecurity of forgetting things because I was taught and my environment taught me that that was not good to forget and to not know things oh god isn't that funny like my mother was probably ecstatic that we grew up in Old North which is a neighborhood with good education and she's probably like, yes, my kid gets to go to one of the better public schools because we live in the area. And here we are, like, being around so many successful kids academically kind of fucked up my self-image a little bit. And look, here we are. I'm, but then but then you could flip it again. It's like that insecurity and fear has caused me to, to be a creator. I like to create and consume information that's why i'm making this podcast why i have google sheets and all this stuff on books that's why i read so many books and oh here we go here we go this is another twist maybe that is why i feel the need to tell people this stuff is to prove to myself this is not even to oh this is deep this isn't even necessarily to just spread positivity throughout the world maybe this is just a, a selfish narcissistic way of proving to myself my ego needs to prove that i am smart my ego needs to i need to prove to myself by proving to y'all that i know cool stuff god god aren't when you strip the layers back this is why everyone needs therapy when you strip the layers back we are such fragile scared children deep down and we will forever be that way but we're always stuffing it because that's stigmatized who wants to who wants to be that? Because we're so tribal. People who lead, the, the powerful people in society are not scared individuals, right? Like they're not the ones who are insecure and fearful, even though we all are. It's a fallacy. It's just who can stuff it the best? Who can suppress it the best? You win at life if you can suppress all that shit and fake it. You know what I mean? Ugh, it's it kind of... This is just me spitballing. Thanks for taking the time to spitball with me, by the way. Oh my goodness, what do we got here? Incoming video chat from Scott Thompson. I'm pausing this. I'm so glad. I just talked to Scott. He's in Alberta in the mountains. He filmed the mountains for me. And we were just talking and he was showing me the 360 views. 
And it's snowing up where he is. Where he's hiking in Alberta, it's snowing. That's insane. Like, And he couldn't even get up to this summit with the awesome view because of the ice. He didn't have ice shoes. It's insane. Anyways, oh, I'm so happy for that guy. I've been vicariously living through his trip the whole time. I've been calling him like every other day. No, sorry, twice a day just to see where he is next. I'd call him and be like, where are you now? And the dude's just been traveling across the country. It's insane. Wow, I don't even know where... Oh, yeah, okay. Chapter 8. So that's the end of Chapter 7. Chapter eight's all about ego. But I'm going to save that for next week. We'll be talking about ego, which I love talking ego. We'll see how deep I get into it. Emotionally, I'm not sure how to feel about it emotionally if I won't even get in there. It's a lot of energy sometimes to break down some of this stuff. But hey, we'll see what Jay Shetty has to say, shall we? Take care. Thanks for listening, folks. And that does it. I'm so glad Scott called me. I could kind of just tell you all about that. And I hope you enjoyed this. Rate five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Shabbat shalom, my mishpoche, all my yidn. And for all my goyim, enjoy your weekend.